What up? What's up, buddy? Hey, fucker. Oh, hey, fucker. Um, I, I'm going to guess for the ninth week in a row, we're getting close to 10, folks. You're sitting in front of your American flag, so you're in your room. Indeed, I am from Minneapolis, Minnesota. It's dark. It's dark out tonight. Um, yeah, um, a little bit later, the World Series is on, so we'll have live updates from that. The World Series is on, so I am currently watching it and trying to talk to everyone. Um, right now, the Astros are winning 2-0, to zero, and what's-his-face? God damn. Oh, Alex Bregman hit an absolute moonshot to untie it. Yeah, and he oh. handed his bat to his first base coach. It was awesome. Yeah, I'm a, I, I'm a big fan of when quiet players get a little cocky. I don't know if I'd exactly call him like a quiet player, but I know what you mean. He's definitely uh, – he's feeling himself in this postseason, and that's good. Well, I think he might win an AL MVP as well. Oh, yeah, no doubt. He's got a very good chance. He's probably the favorite, I would say. Him or Trout, but it just hurt Trout that he missed the last few weeks. Oh, yeah. Um, but he's kind of one of those players that just every year is one of those guys that's right there and um, is going to be able to be in the running for MVP. He's kind of like the guy that you know would win MVP, but they can't give it to him every year because that would be boring. Yeah, well, I mean, that's why they won't give it to Trout, I would say. Oh, hey, I guess you just scored. Oh, the Bruins? Bruins, Brandon Carlos, snapshot. King of the South Shore. Five to one. God, sorry, we'll get into some Big Ten football in a second, but now that you brought it up, uh, Spencer's Bruins are playing my Sharks, and the Sharks look fucking horrendous this year. Go Sharks. I mean, kiss, kidding. Go Bruins. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right, we got, well, all right, we got to restart. <laughs> that was scary. No, go Bees. Big Bees guy. But, yeah, Sharks are looking kind of rough. I don't really know what it is, but – um, speaking of hockey, today on the ever-changing and everlasting world of Barstool Gophers, Paul Bissonnette commented on one of my tweets, so that was cool. Oh, wow. What was the tweet? Can you fire it off? There was a kid who was uh, – well, fifth year took the tweet because they wanted to post it. So he really commented on them, but they tagged us. And it said um, – it was a picture of a kid in a dorm room, and he had a bong on, like, his, like, little dorm desk, and there was two <laughs> police officers, like, looking into the room. That was in Minnesota? And, yeah. And so the uh, the caption that I put was, I swear it's my roommates, but fifth year said, what the frick is this? I ordered a controller. <laughs> yeah. And that said, we'll buy you some sympath sympathy uh, Pink Whitney's. So is kind of funny. Isn't that an old, uh, what is this? I'll, I bought a controller when uh, some, a video from like three years ago when some kid ordered a bong, but his mom happened to be home when the mail came for him. So she made him open it up in front of him. In front it of her. could be. I don't know. I it was it was funny regardless. I thought it was a good um a good uh good caption for it, definitely. All right, enough with the chitter chatter. Um we'll move on to the old Big Ten football. Uh wow. Uh we'll just get the my least favorite part out of the way. Um Wisconsin seven, Ohio Ooh. State thirty-eight. Wisconsin yes. got fucking throttled. They they didn't really play bad. OSU is just – they're really good. Yeah. Um, um, do, 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 what? That's you're the expert. If you're the expert, I don't want you to get – you know, I'll, I'll give my thing and then I'll let you kind of have your, your uh, two cents. But overall, I thought that the Badgers played 
the, the game was a lot closer than the final score ended up being, I think. Um, especially when you look at it, it was 3-0 to zero through almost half the game, I think, with about seven minutes left in the second, or in the second quarter. Um, Ohio State scored a touchdown. So they're up 10-0 at halftime. Um, I think the Badgers played decent for um, kind of like where they were at in the season, I guess, especially after losing to Illinois. Um, but, you know, Ohio State's, as we've said every week, is nationally a really great team. And um, got to give them credit because they, you know, they took a good Wisconsin team and they kicked their ass. So, but I'll, yeah. I'll open it up to you know, since you're the expert. Yeah, I would say I agree with everything that you said. I mean, the score didn't really represent how the game was played. I know it got out of hand at the end, and the score's a score. You can't change that. Um, But uh, Ohio State did it again. First quarter, first half, it's kind of a game for most of the people they've played all year, and then they just pour it on. Yeah. Um, J.K. Dobbins had 163 yards on the ground, which uh, doesn't hurt (laughs) by any means. And I think Fields actually had his worst throwing day with 167 yards. So take it as you will. I I don't have a lot more to say other than Wisconsin now is uh, they're right in their own destiny. They got to win out if they want a chance at the Big Ten championship still. I mean, it's not out of – it's not out of the realm. A lot of things have to happen for that to happen. But, um, yeah, that's about all I got for that game. Yeah. Um, another interesting tidbit is that Jonathan Taylor only had 52 yards. Um, pretty much it's said <coughs> – excuse me. Pretty much this year it's been, you know, proven that if you can shut him down, you can pretty much shut down Wisconsin's offense just because they're so focused on the running game, which they always have been. Um, the one touchdown was – uh, a pass from Cohen. So I guess it is what it is, but definitely it was a, a, the day for the Buckeyes and it was not the Badgers day. Yeah. Well, and okay. Last thing. And then we can be done with that. Cohen uh, for, for what he's asked to do, he's doing his job. He's throwing for right. 160 yards a game and 65% completion. They're not asking him to win games. It, it just, I, I thought they really, really, uh, two weeks in a row now mismanaged how they called plays. They had John Taylor out there at weird times or not out there at weird times when I thought he should have been in. I mean, when you have a workhorse like that, when you're playing these powerhouse teams, I get that everyone gets tired and needs a little rest. But when right. you're when you're that talented, you got to be able to – and I know he doesn't have a choice to go in or be out or whatever. That's right. not his call. But right. – at what point does he go to the coach and say, I want to be in? Well, and maybe, I mean, to your point with, with Kristen handling um, the offense, well, handling everybody, maybe Jonathan Taylor is saying, Hey, like I'm good to go, put me in. And they're just not, they're either not giving him the chance or they're not letting him make those decisions. And I mean, to an extent, that's what college athletics is. And that's what's cool about college sports, I guess. But at the same time, I mean, as a fan, you got to be wondering why why is he not in on certain plays or why is he out or what's the deal? Yeah, and – okay, sorry, I keep saying last thing. One last thing and then we'll wrap it up. When it's like – when the Badgers are like third and four or, you know, four yards away from a first down mm-hmm. and they bring Taylor out and bring Groshek in, it, yeah. not, not that Groshek can't run the ball, that's not the case, 
But when you bring Taylor out and bring Groshek in on a third and manageable, you know it's going to be a pass because Groshek is typically the pass block running back. But it's like keep Taylor in to maybe make a pass block. So they have to so they have to stay honest in the in the box. Yeah, so at least you know you're not giving away that you're not going to run the ball because like you said if you're if you're studying film and you're doing your homework I mean, if you can take, tell from your couch that Groshek is going to be the, the guy who comes in for a pass play or a pass block or whatever, then that's pretty obvious. I mean, it's just like with Minnesota, like with Seth Green last year, the year before, he would come in at the three-yard line, and everybody knew that it was going to be a quarterback option. It wasn't hard. Like, you knew that it was going to be a read option. So you stack it and you defeat it. But I don't know. To your point, I think that they probably have to do a little bit of uh, soul searching and definitely find out who they are. They got a big game against Iowa in after this bye week and the winner of that game pretty much, or the loser of that game is eliminated from the big 10 championship picture. I would say um, with three pretty, losses, pretty much the only thing that would change that is if Minnesota chucks up three losses in a row or yeah, but I don't think, I don't see them losing to Northwestern. I don't think that Northwestern is very good, um, no. but now you're right. That's that's a good point, but I think that that is a huge game for both of those teams, Iowa and Wisconsin. Um, obviously, that's in two weeks because we got a bye week this week. I, I mean, pretty much everybody in college football is on a bye. But um, yeah, that's where you're at, I guess, for Wisco. Yeah. Um, next game we have up uh, Rutgers 44, Liberty 34. Um, this oh, one. This one actually surprised me a little bit because Liberty, even though they're not a good team, they're having a really good year. Yeah, a pretty solid year so far. Um, both five teams. Year, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and you never really see Liberty above five hundred. So, right. Um, <laughs> um, both teams uh, each had over four hundred yards total offense. Um, uh, Langan and. Pacheco, Pacheco. That's how much I don't pay attention to Rutgers football. I think it's Pacheco, but I don't know. Pacheco, um, their two running backs combined for 230 on the ground, so that's a really nice day for Rutgers. Um, well, interesting. Interesting. Langan's their quarterback, and he had 118 yards on the ground. That's oh, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, because that's some bad reading by my part. I totally. Oh no, you're good. But like, it's Rutgers, so who gives a shit? Um, one thing that's interesting: Rutgers paid Liberty a million dollars to play this game, which that's typical. You know, if you know college sports, um, the big teams normally pay these easily defeatable teams a lot of money just to come and get their ass kicked. And Liberty was still favored at Rutgers; they were favored by a touchdown and a half. Yeah. Going so into the game. Well, that's kind of what I was saying. I, I totally forgot about that too because I did hear that earlier yeah. in, in the week that they were favored. But I, there, I guess if that says enough about Liberty, they're obviously having a way better year than people expected. So absolutely, um, yeah, good to see that one more bowl or one more game. They're bowl eligible, so while well, they might be FCS, I'm not sure. But regardless, six wins is going to get you to bowl. So yep, um, we can move on to Iowa twenty, Northwestern zero. Um, again, another very underwhelming game, really, by Iowa. Um, they haven't Iowa. they haven't really played a lot of high scoring. Iowa. Iowa. They haven't played a, a lot. Iowa. A lot of high scoring games, and I think it's officially time to say that Northwestern fucking stinks. Yeah, they're uh, well. <laughs> that is that who you're choosing for this week? 
Yeah, they're the award recipient of you fucking stink. <laughs> yeah, um, kind of getting into Northwestern. They have a muscle hamster as a coach who we are not a pro. Scott Fitzgerald. Wait, what's his name? Scott, Scott Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. Is it? Yeah. No. <laughs> 100% is. Dude, Scott Fitzgerald is a senator from Wisconsin. Oh, shit. What the fuck is that? I know his last name. Pat Pat Fitzgerald. Yeah, not Scott Fitzgerald. Jesus. Um, I I think right now with Northwestern, and I said it earlier in the year, and we're kind of beating a few dead horses on some of these teams, but I think Pat Fitzgerald's job at one and six right now on the year is really on the line. Oh, I agree 100%. Um, especially when you have games, I believe that they, I know they have a game against Minnesota, but like their schedule doesn't get really any easier. They play Indiana, who's really good this year. Um, they play at Indiana, so that's probably a loss. They play at home against Purdue. Purdue's a decent team. I, I don't know how they'll do in that game just because both teams are kind of shitty, but then they play home against UMass, which that's probably a win, but UMass is decent. And then they play against the Gophers at home and then they finish the season at Illinois. So I would say they have at least two to three more losses in them. And that's not good, especially when your only win was against UNLV, which I guess looking at their schedule, it doesn't really surprise me, but I don't know. They're, they're a better team than I think they're showing this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I have nothing wrong like per, like I really think Pat Fitzgerald, his philosophies, the way he goes about teaching uh, these kids how to be better people, I think is great. I think yeah. I think he is a good football coach, but Northwestern is really stuck in the hole of yeah, we we really like to get really smart people and really really great outstanding humans in the building, and that's that, good. and that's great that Fitzgerald is making them even better. But at what point do they need to start winning some games so they don't lose all this goddamn money? Right. No, I agree with that. And I think Northwestern is just – they're a very uh, curious case only because they're, you know, they're probably, if not the smartest, one of the top schools in the Big Ten overall for academics. And really it's hard, it's hard for Big Ten schools in general to recruit kids because we put such an emphasis on academics. But – at the same time, like you said, you know, maybe you got to take a chance and you accept some people who aren't necessarily up to your standard academically. I don't know where or how much of that goes on already, but I think that there needs to be some kind of change at Northwestern, although they have always not been great at football. They've had a, some decent success in the last few years. but um, I mean, they won the I, Big Ten West last year. Yeah, that's, that, oh, that's a good point. They went, they went to uh, – they went to – geez – no, that was yeah. You're right. They did win it last year. I was gonna say they go two years back, but no, they won it last year. And obviously, they're not gonna win it this year because they're one and six. But um, talking about an Iowa team, just quick, I think that Iowa, if they're gonna do anything, their offense needs to start making like needs to catch up because their defense right now is outstanding. If you look at the Big Ten West, you got. Minnesota's defense, Iowa's defense, Wisconsin's defense, they're all teams that are averaging like 20 points given up a game, if that. In Big Ten play, I I think the Gophers have given up an average of like 12 points. And even though Wisconsin had the one dud against Ohio State, you know, they've done really good defensively too. And Iowa, to their credit, their defense is not the problem. It's that their offense can't score. Yeah, that's what – 
that's what I was going to, well, kind of what I've been saying. I'm not worried about uh, so much about what their defense is capable of doing, but if they do get into a shootout, I don't think they stand a chance. I don't think their offense can support their a shootout game. Yeah, I definitely could see that too. So um, we can move on to uh, now, I guess, a team that's really shoved it up my hoop a little bit. Well, yours too, um, Illinois 24, Purdue 6. Um, Purdue led in yards by uh, just a few yards. It couldn't get the win. Um, and Illinois' running back had 131 yards in the backfield. And now Illinois sits at 4-4. Four and four. Four, four and four. Yep. Did not expect that to happen. Yeah, no, me neither. But um, I don't really care about the football game, to tell the truth, because Illinois, I think, is probably going to be bowl eligible. Um, they need two more wins, which is doable. Um, but because they play Northwestern, sets so a win, and then I, I don't know who else. They might play – well, they just played Purdue. But I think they play another struggling team. Um, but anyways, the, have you seen the trophy that these two teams fight for or these two, like, play for? No. Well, it's maybe. the dumbest thing ever. Like, literally – Dumbest shit you'll ever see. It's like a little cannon. Like, it's a mini cannon. It looks like a Monopoly piece. It's stupid. Like, how small are we talking? Like, a foot long and then, like, six inches high. Oh, Dumbest what? shit I've ever seen. I I just – I think it's stupid. But whatever. I don't know. I had, Going back to Illinois' uh, schedule for the rest of the year, they play against Rutgers at home. That's probably a win with how they've been playing. And then they play against Northwestern at home. The other two games they play are at Michigan State, at Iowa. I don't see them winning that game. Um, interesting note, they played Eastern Michigan and lost by three. So if they would have, you know, maybe been playing at this level when they played them, maybe they'd be, you know, one win away from bull eligibility. But Lovey Smith, I think he's gotten them on the right direction. And really, this was a sloppy football game. I don't know if you caught any of it, but it's a, it was raining hard. Um, there was not Illinois had 17 yards of passing. So, you know, that that was a ground game. It was a kind of a classic big 10 game, just in the elements out there raining. Um, there was a funny, a funny video where it was a, one of the, I think it was the 20 yard line marker. Yeah. And it was like floating away in like a big, like stream of water. It was pretty funny. I think somebody said like, bye buddy. I hope you find your dad. That is funny. Um, one thing about Levy Smith and it has nothing real. Well, it does have to do with Illinois. Um, you know, people forget that the Bears got rid of him on a season where he went eleven and five. Wait, really? Yes, they let him go after so many successful years there or above average years there, and he he was eleven and five, and they let him go. So back to Levy Smith. Sorry, we had to pause a little bit. So sorry if we're a little bit off. Yes, um, people forget that he is a really good coach, and obviously he's starting to get his guys in there. So yeah, uh, um, I'd look at Illinois if they can end the year, even five hundred, get to a bowl game. Uh, I would look at them as a team on the rise. I would agree with that, especially uh, in kind of a competitive but close Big Ten West. Um, yeah, things are looking up for Illinois as far as Purdue goes. Tough year for them. Um, injuries have affected him, and really, I think Jeff Brom is doing a good job there. I don't think that he'll get fired, but I think he's got probably two more years in him, and then they'll have to reevaluate. But yeah. what are you going to do? Um, that is the truth. Um, we can move on to Indiana 38, Nebraska 31. Go on Indiana. The second edition of this team fucking stinks. Nebraska takes the cake for our year, our yearly winner. 
before yes. the se- before the season even started. Yes. <laughs> Everybody can go back. You can go back and go back to episode one. And guess what? Fuck you, Nebraska. We told you you were going to suck. And guess what? You made the prophecy come true. So fuck you. Yeah, fuck you, Nebraska, you piece of shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, this game, um, we've been talking quite a lot of uh, defensive shootouts in the old Big Ten, especially on the west side. West side? Yeah. Um, west, <laughs> yeah. West side. Shout out to Rich Andrews if you're listening. The uh, – <laughs> These two teams uh, came up 25 yards shy of 1,000 yards combined for the game. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's, that's like a Big 12 game. Yeah, geez. Um, well, the Bradley's in the Big 12, so maybe that's why. Yeah, they should go back. If we don't want you here. Yeah, get it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, no, did I, I, think, I, did I, I mention they stank? <laughs> I'm big on Indiana. Um, they, yeah, you did. They're the, the fucking stinky team or whatever. But Indiana, they're, um, they're ball eligible six and two. There is really, there is a chance, and it's, it's crazy, but there's a chance that Indiana could go to the Big Ten championship game at, if they win out, and it's kind of crazy. So we're going to just hold them with me here because, trust me, it can work. So their schedule. Uh, one, just wait. One thing. Uh, well, I actually read it first, and then I'll say what I have to say. Okay. So they play at Penn State still. Which, if they win that, that means because Penn State, barring, we're going to assume that Minnesota beats Penn State because that needs to happen because then Penn State would have one loss. If Indiana beats Penn State, that's two losses for them, thus tying them in the loss column and giving the Indiana the tiebreaker. Now, Penn State still has to play Ohio State, right? Yeah, they don't play Ohio State this year. Oh, they do. Never mind. They have to. They they play at Ohio State. So, anyways, can keep hold with me here, everybody, because this is getting it's getting tight. Getting juicy. Loses to Indiana, thus two and two. They beat Ohio State. That means Ohio State is one loss. Ohio State already beat Indiana. Now we need Ohio State for this all for the prophecy to work. We need Ohio State to absolutely shit the bed. They need to lose at Penn State. They need to lose against Michigan. And then we really need to hope for them to lose against Maryland <laughs> or Rutgers, which I don't think is going to happen. But if one of those two teams win, Ohio State will have three losses. Indiana will have two. Indiana will win the Big Ten East. And they will play in Indianapolis. Um, so also – Here's some food for thought for you. Uh, sorry, um, this is bad radio as well. Move your microphone away from your speakers. Move I just your microphone away from your speaker. My speakers are on my head, ding dong. <laughs> I don't care. My microphone's by my mouth. Okay. Um, anyways, here's some food for thought uh, for the Badger fans. Sorry to go back to that. Um, also, with what Spencer just explained, we'll have to release a spreadsheet on that because I don't see how it'd be humanly possible to follow what you just read off. You know what it's like? It's like from Always Sunny with uh, Charlie. Yeah. When Charlie's like pointing around, he's like, I know Pepe Silva's involved in all this. That's how I felt kind of explaining that. But it's possible, okay? Not yeah. highly unlikely, but possible. Um, here's just some food for thought for the Badger fans uh, that are listening. Uh, 
Wisconsin technically in the West only has one Big Ten loss, so they're still only a, one a game away from where Minnesota's at right now. Yeah, but they're not going to – no, but it doesn't matter because if they lose to Iowa, they're, they're done. Like, there's well, no fucking chance. Yes, correct. That is the case. But right now everyone thinks that we have two Big Ten losses, which technically we do. Yeah, but, but you not, have a do. Yes, technically. But the way it looks as a Big Ten championship would turn out, we only have one loss on the side that matters. I guess. All right. Anyways, uh, Indiana's decent. Illinois. <laughs> Yeah, tough shit. Um, we'll move on. Oh, Indiana, by, by the way, six and two. Nebraska sucks. End of story. There. Yeah, it fucking stinks. <laughs> um, well, I gotta give a shout out to the quarterback uh, Ramsey for Indiana. He threw for three hundred and fifty yards. So thanks for coming. That's a pretty nice day. Keep the change. Oh yeah, that is good as fuck. Um, we'll move on to my boys, uh, Maryland. Ten Ooh, and rough subjects. Those shitty groundhog things called Minnesota 52. No, that's Golden Gophers to you, sir. Close enough. Um, uh, I'm sorry. Who's undefeated? Okay, here we go. One good year, and now that all the fans are Oh, bullshit. Out of the one good year. Want to... No, timeout to every Wisconsin fan. Ooh, one good year. Ball. You guys have not been anything until Barry Alvarez took over. So there, that's my argument. Tough shit. You weren't even alive when he took over. I don't give a shit. All right. Um, from this game, um, obviously Minnesota has proven that they can put up some big points. Um, from what I could tell, there wasn't the one person that really stood out to me was Rodney Smith. Um, yeah. In terms of individual performance, uh, from what I could tell, he had another very, very consistent day, which he's been putting on all year. I saw Winfield had another nice interception, nothing new. Your turn. (laughs) Yeah, no, um, they played, I mean, 28 to three at halftime. It was pretty much... I thought it was going to be a blowout from the start. Uh, Maryland, you know, they had those two. Uh, those t- 28 to three is a very dangerous score to have. <coughs> hey, you're right. You're right. No, you're right. That's, that's fair. That's a fair statement. Um, you're, yeah, Patriots, Falcons. Um, but anyways, felt confident. And really, like you said, it wasn't an overwhelming day for really anybody. Rodney Smith had a good day. Tanner Morgan was all right. Um, he looked all right in the pocket um had a few bad throws but that'll happen um really the story of this game was just I think like the team just kind of it was a team win you know like one of those games um they came out and they kicked their ass they did what they had to do and they finally had a game where it was really just you know all all of the pieces kind of came together in 52 to 10 and I know it was against Maryland but Maryland that, that's what you do against teams that suck. You beat them 52 to 10. So that's kind of all I have to say about that game. Um, um, Minnesota has Penn State next week, correct? After the bye week, yeah. Oh, um, if there was one part of Minnesota's game that you had to fix on for thinking about it for five seconds, what would it be? I would fix the, uh, the consistency of the passing game. In terms of completions, or you wish he was around 200 yards every game? 
I would say I hope I would hope that it's um it's completions. Well, not not necessarily. I just wish it was more consistent where they weren't like they go down the field and you know they have good running backs and everything and then it's just like kind of turns into just shit i guess i i don't know i it, you, when i say consistency like that makes sense you know like yeah um that uh well really for a lot of the big 10 west this game against penn state couldn't come at a better time and if minnesota is going to keep playing like this that game also couldn't come at a better time right so this Penn State Minnesota game, which obviously most people, but you and a few other Gopher homers, uh, pretty much wrote this game off as being nothing, and now it means so much. Right, I agree with that. And interesting enough, they the game's at eleven a.m., which oh. interesting because I think, well, obviously. So if you're if you're a big Big Ten fan, you know that the administrators the administrators can veto games that are supposed to be scheduled at night because it gets pretty cold obviously in the north but bullshit whatever so we also know that one versus two alabama lsu will be at that at that day and they're both eight no um they're going to be playing at 230 central and i think that the reason that so they probably minnesota and penn state probably vetoed the game for being at night and that way and then the big 10 so they have their partnership with abc or espn or whoever they didn't want the game to be at 2.30 because they didn't think they were going to win the viewers, which sucks, but my argument for – well, I guess my argument for an 11 a.m., it's better because you can have more families there, one. Two, if your team's 8-0, there's not really any excuse why you shouldn't be in the crowd. I understand that people are going to be like, well, I can't get drunk and all that shit, but, like, if you care enough about it and you really want to be there, you can get up at 8 a.m., and if you want to get a buzz, you can. If you don't, get up a little bit later, go to the game. It's not, it's not like you're going to be groggy. It's 11 a.m. That's when normal people are out and about like during the day. It's, it's fine. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Um, that's in Minnesota, no? Yep, it is. Okay, yeah, and like what you said about filling that stadium, it seems like it's starting to get better, but it's still got to be a little cause for concern. I mean, your team is right now in the driver's seat of, for the Big Ten West, and – uh, even if you're a half and half fan of a team, like if you if they're not good, that's fine. Right. I won't necessarily watch them, but if they are good, I'll watch them. You got to show the fuck up to those games. Right, I agree, and I think that a lot of the pictures that people are seeing on social media are being blown way out of proportion. Because if you look at what the team is like, I understand this is going to sound a little biased, but if you look at what the team is releasing of the players, like in action so like action photos of running backs running down the field the stands are packed you can't deny that the lower bowl is going to be full i can guarantee that and that's not saying like oh it's a huge accomplishment whatever if you're an ohio state fan or penn state fan you're gonna make fun of that but for a team that's building the lower bowl is going to be packed the upper level is probably other than the students is going to be pretty full and i would say at least half the student section is going to like the second half because their stars are broken up into two decks so the second deck of the student section would be half full i would i would imagine and they're giving away they just sent an email out to every student season ticket holder they get a free ticket so you can guess it's like you bring in any guest you want so there's not really literally there's no reason for people not to show up to this game no literally even if it's not a student just bring whoever the fuck you want to come in right well, I, I don't know they're setting they're setting it up they're the university i would say is putting this ball for people to come on a tee, just kick it. 
or kick it. Jeez, just hit it. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, there's kicking tee too. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's true. Um, anything else for that game against Maryland or any other Minnesota thoughts here? No. The one thing I'll say, we said at the beginning, the road to eight. No, we've made it here. We're not done. Feels good to be there. Um, obviously, it's a big test against Penn State, and I think that we can discuss it next week more. But I think that it's going to be something that surprises a lot of people. Whether it's Minnesota loses by three, or they have a chance at a touchdown, or they beat them, I think it's going to open up a lot of eyes in the nation. And yeah, yeah, I'd say. Um, then we'll close on this fact. Um, I would say. You know, if you're going to have a loss with how they're playing, I'd say against Penn State would be a good one to have. Yep. Um, hopefully, I mean, I'm not cheering for the Gophers, but I do, I do like to see different people do well. Right. Um, and, yeah, I hope it's a close game at least, if not Minnesota winning. So when Wisconsin plays Minnesota, it means more. Yeah, no, absolutely. That would be better. But like you said – Oh, I'll take your role. <laughs> All right, moving on. Penn State, Michigan State. Um, Penn State, 28. Michigan State, 7. Michigan State, terrible. Yeah, they're having a, a, a what I thought was going to be a pretty solid year. Uh, it seems now like it's turning into a little bit of a figuring ourselves out year, and where do we go from here? They're, what are they, 4 and 3? 5 and 3? 4 and 4. 4 and 4. And four. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, can Indiana beat them? I dude, the way Indiana's playing, I think I think they can. And the thing is, I read an article about Michigan State, really interesting. Their defense apparently, well, they run a they run a four three like on almost every play, but they know how to stop nearly everything in college football. The problem is a lot like Iowa, they can't get their offense to do that. And I don't know, they were the article was talking about D'Antoni and like whether he's going to be fired or not. And I think that I don't think he will be because he's just old and he's been there for so long. So he'll probably go out on his terms. I don't, I don't see the well, firing. And, and he's been pretty rather successful there. Correct. Yeah. I'd I would one, say he brought, I'd say one bad year is not going to kick him out. Not at all. And I mean, we're seeing a bad year, the four and four. I mean, I get that you don't want to be six and six and going to the Boca Raton Bahamas bowl, but like, if you're if you're six and six, that's not a bad year. You're still bowl eligible. I mean, there's a lot of teams who would be, you know, begging to be six and six. So it's an interesting year. Like you said, I expected them to be way better than they are, but here they are, four and four. They got a chance to go six and or they got a chance to go eight and four. Don't think they will, but you know, they could have a decent finish to their year. Yeah, um, no doubt. I don't have a lot more on that game. Penn State continues to just really consistent numbers on offense. Um, Their defense, obviously, is a pretty big staple of their program. That's never really wavers. Um, That Clifford for Penn State's really turning into a nice quarterback. And, yeah, one interesting thing going off of that is Clifford's an awesome quarterback, don't get me wrong. But the problem is, we've said it before, is the whole thing with – you know, when they had Saquon Barkley, like, they had a consistent running back. And now it's one of those things where it's kind of running back by committee. So if you don't have one of those guys show up, you might be struggling. And I think that that, not to keep, you know, banging on Minnesota's drum, but that could play into their – that could play into their hand. If you if you get them – I mean, it's it's with any team who has running backs. If you get them on a, on a bad day, 
and you can stop that running back. So you're forcing them to throw then. And especially in the cold weather, as Joe Schneider once so famously put it, you can't throw the ball in cold weather. No. That's why my mark can't have a passing offense, but that's for another podcast. Uh, that's for uh, the whole that, – that's opening up a can of worms that I don't think we want to get into. Fair enough. Um, by the way, we have one game left to talk about here. Um, it is the top of the fourth uh, in the World Series. No outs. Howie Kendrick just got a hit. Houston is winning 2-1 to one still. We'll see where this goes. I'm cheering for the – so for the record, cheering for the Nationals because I want to see a game seven. I also would like to see a game seven, um, but we can talk about this more in a second. Sure. Um, last game, I kind of put it last on our list here because this one surprised the hell out of me. Um, Notre Dame got torched uh, 14 to 45 by Michigan. Yeah. Um, Notre Dame, um, Ian Book is statistically for the last two years, three years now been pretty lethal with the combo of his running and his ability to throw. Um, they only had 173 yards of total offense and Michigan had 300 yards alone on the ground. Well, well, did you see any of that game? Cause it was rainy as hell. I did not see any of that game. It was basically Forrest Gump when he's in Vietnam. Like, it was that's how rainy it was. It was raining sideways. It was raining up. It was raining down, all that shit. But I will say, don't really care about this game because everybody's like, oh, Michigan's back, bro. Michigan's fucking back, bro. Like, I don't believe that. I think Michigan's still a really bad football team. They're 6-2, and two, which congrats. But I don't think that they're going to be that great. And really, I don't, I don't think that that game against Ohio State at the end of the year is going to mean a whole lot. But – I'll give them credit. They did beat a decent Notre Dame team. Um, another thing is that Notre Dame is one of those teams that every year is ranked so high, and so everybody's just all the always on them, and they suck. I shouldn't say they suck, but they are part of the group in college football that we've talked about. I don't think on here yet. Notre Dame, Florida, Nebraska. There are a select few teams that even if they're Texas. not Texas. Michigan, they get a rank because of their name, not because of what they're actually doing. Right. I agree with that. And interesting enough, Notre Dame, I mean, when they went to the, the BCS championship in like 2013 or whatever, they got rocked. They, they, There's no reason they should have been there. And it's just, I don't know, it's, it's frustrating being a college football fan because there's teams that are doing good and then you would just have like, I don't know, whatever. That's well, yeah, whatever. and I, I have a huge issue – with a good team not being in a conference. So say they, yeah. go on, say they go undefeated. Well, by premise, they should be in the final four. Right. They don't have to play that extra game. So who the fuck right. knows if they can beat someone on the other side of a conference? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a very good point. Um, I, I would gladly get rid of Nebraska and bring Notre Dame into the Big Ten. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Dude. I, I, I think – I think that'd be good for Notre Dame. I think it'd be really good for the conference because they are a good football team. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like they're not, but people yeah. get real high and mighty on the old touchdown Jesus and the fucking gold flaked helmets. They can go fuck themselves. Join a real conference, you pussies. All right. Well, then that's all we got at Notre Dame. So uh, <laughs> thanks for coming. <laughs> oh, I haven't gotten kicked off my own podcast yet, though. <laughs> oh, you've been damn close, damn close. 
Um, we'll move on to a little bit of Big Ten hockey. Um, next week starts the first week of Big Ten on Big Ten play, which will be exciting. Um, we'll hop back on Notre Dame, um, one of their real sports that is actually in a conference. Um, be, yeah, their hockey team. Yep, they're in the Big Ten. Um, they won 5-2 to two and 6-4 to four this weekend at Lake Superior State. Not really a big surprise there. Uh, Notre yeah. Dame has a pretty nasty hockey team. Um, I don't have a ton to say about that, really. It's really tough to break down hockey games when you don't have access to watch all of them. I agree. And, um, yeah, they just, yeah, you know, Notre, Notre Dame there, buddy. Huh? Hey. Kicking um, the puck out, throwing it in the back of the net there, bud, playing a little sticky puck, huh? A little sticky puck, maybe have a dirty tilly. Oh, a little sticky puck, huh? <laughs> um, we'll move on to the team that uh, came into the season uh, with by far the highest odds to win the conference, Penn State. Um, they got torched last weekend in one game, 4-0. to zero. Um, And this week, I didn't even know Robert Morris had a Division One hockey program, and they barely won 2-1 to one against Robert Morris. I, I think there's a lot of thinking to be done uh, in the Penn State locker room. Uh, why are we losing these games when we return 22 players? And yeah. why are we playing these shitty teams so close? Yeah, and that could come from like leadership, or I don't. I know that they have the same coach, and like you said, they bring back a lot of the returning players. Haven't had a chance to watch them, but some of that can come from just bad line play. You know, if you're not if you're not used to playing with some of the dudes, and it's early in the season, so obviously you've been practicing, but sometimes it takes a while for chemistry to get rebuilt up, and that's what you could see. And maybe too, they're using these as tune-up games. I don't know who's been playing their goalie. Um, use these as tune-up games, get to the conference season, and start kicking ass. I, that, that's what they could be doing maybe. I'm not exactly sure. That's not the strategy I would do. I'd want to be uh, I'd want to be kicking ass, but that's just me. Well, this week, and we'll get to what happened to Wisconsin this weekend, but we got a rare Thursday-Friday matchup in Big Ten hockey. Wisconsin goes out to Pagula Ice Arena in State College, Pennsylvania, and that's going to tell a lot of signs about how this conference is going to be. Because of those two teams playing. Uh, yeah, I'd say so. I mean, there's a lot of high-powered, bad blood there. Um, those two oh, teams, yeah, especially after last year in the tournament. That's a good call. Those two teams do not like each other. Um, it, it'll be really interesting to see. Luckily, both those games are on Big Ten, Ten Network, so – I won't have to go out to Penn State this year to watch a few games. Um, even though that was sick. But, uh, oh, by the way, since I've told this to you before, Penn State sure. hockey fans are assholes. Interesting. Some old grandma had her little grandson with her, and she told me to suck her dick. Ooh, that's tough. <laughs> hey, 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 you remember that old, that old dude that flipped me off, though? What? He was a little kid. Okay, it's different, and here we go for a bad radio segment of the week. You know when you make the sign with your mouth and your hand like you're sucking dick? She was doing that. She's like, oh, oh, like <laughs> oh no. We're talking, about a, <laughs> we're talking about a frumpy 60-year-old white-haired woman who, oh, man, was I <laughs> – Luckily, we won that night, so I had a lot. I had a lot to talk shit about. But, anyways, uh, 
it'll be tough. it'll be interesting. It'll be fun. Uh, one, yeah, no. Oh, it'll sorry. Be. One more thing about Penn State. Sure. That I need to just get off my chest. They pump crowd noise into their stadium too, for really? hockey. For hockey, like in it's was the most peculiar thing. It's a pretty tight rink, anyways. Mm-hmm. So, so it's naturally really loud, and it's usually oh, sold. Yeah. Usually sold out. I think it has twenty five hundred, three thousand seats. Sure. But like, I was sitting behind like where a, a announcer speaker would be. And I know you can see what I'm explaining a lot better, but I heard like, oh, like coming out of the fucking speaker. <laughs> They're pulling like, a little Falcons ritual, huh? Yeah, I'm like, Yikes. I'm like, you guys already have a loud stadium. What are you doing? That's cheap. Yeah, no, that's that's kind of that's kind of lame. But oh, what are you gonna do? That's Penn State for you, I guess. Yeah, fuck them in the shower. <clears throat> Come on. <laughs> oh, there it is. See ya. Yeah, that yeah, getting all right. He's off the podcast, so uh, we'll see him later. Next up, we're going to talk uh, Minnesota Golden Gophers against Minnesota Duluth. Uh, they had a Friday Saturday home and home matchup. Friday was at Mariucci Arena. Uh, I attended that. Really, the score doesn't reflect it, but I was impressed with how the Gophers played. Um, they they got going kind of. They didn't get going right away, but. They stuck with them and they hung around. Uh, they gave up kind of a cheap goal. I think that was to put it up, put up Duluth four to two, and that was right after they cut the lead to three to two. Probably about a minute later, Duluth came out, scored a goal, which that sucked, but it was nice to see. Um, they stayed with it. I thought they fought hard. The goalie played. Uh, Lafonte played pretty good, but obviously they're a young team. They have a lot to do with learning, but uh, Matska's got them on the right track. I want to say. <laughs> Also, Duluth's a, a really good team. I mean, you you saw that. I know the Badgers beat them, but you saw it firsthand. Um, They're tough. Yeah, and the Saturday game, I didn't get the chance to see that, but Duluth won, I think, 3-0 three to, three to zero or 2-0. Zero is, is close game, whatever. It's at Duluth. Um, they're a good team, and I think as far as the Gophers go, you know, they'll be learning. They're learning and they're growing still, and – they're, they'll be fine, I think, in the future. It's just one of those things where uh, it's a growing year, and that's that's all right. But um, yeah, one person or what? So far, what I've been able to take away from their first few games. Um, again, I've only seen a few highlights and just what the box score says and reading lines. But they just someone needs to step up with Sammy Walker. Yep. Sammy Walker is is. And he even changed positions from last year, and he's still the best player on the team. Yeah. Uh, he needs uh, – and they have weapons that can definitely be with him, but they need to start showing up. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a that's a fair assumption. Jeez, assessment too. Assessment. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it makes sense. He's just incredible. Uh, he's a Tampa Bay Lightning's prospect. Um Incredible speed, like you said. I mean, there's a few breakaways where he was just – he was going out there and just way ahead of Duluth, but he didn't have anybody to, you know, to slap it off to. So they would have two defenders on him, and they didn't have any uh, any other people to the wing to for him to kind of just, like, chip over that pass. One interesting thing today um, for the practice, Coach Fleck came out in a goalie uniform. What? I was out there skating with them. And, oh, and yeah, he was like half taking shots and stuff. It was awesome, man. 
See, you could argue that he'd be a better goalie without a helmet on because the lights coming off his dome would fucking blind everyone. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, no, I could see that definitely. That's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> we can move on to uh, Michigan. Won four to zero on Friday night against Western Michigan. They didn't have a Saturday game. Um, I don't really have a lot about that. Western Michigan is not typically known for having any type of elite hockey. Um, yeah. Michigan Tech, though, on the other hand, is pretty tough. Michigan Tech, my future employment option. Um, for a quick little backstory, since we're just on a whole different level, <laughs> level of tangent tonight. So I was in a principal theory of coaching class last year, got an A-plus in it. You know, there you go, self-plug. But I had to do a – coaching what was it called a coaching handbook so I decided to take the Michigan Tech Huskies hockey team and let me tell you one of the best coaching handbooks you'll ever see color-coded broken down every day hour by hour got free time in there got lifting had a whole workout plan for them did the workouts so I know they can handle it had a whole (laughs) schedule plan for them it was just it was insane um Really great. Had a bunch of team models in there. It looked professional. It got me a 20 out of 20. It was a beautiful piece of work. And uh, there you go, Michigan Tech Huskies. Uh, time out. I'm only raising my hand because I remember you did this. Yeah. And I was your final peer editor, so I'll take 1% of that credit. Okay. I mean, I, 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 get, all the, I get all the clout from it, but, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I mean <laughs> – no, I'm just kidding. Well, I'm not kidding, but for what it's worth there. Correct. Right. You did help me because you're a swim coach. You know who else helped me? Who, Tony? Yeah, it's a great, great segment into your into your Wisconsin hockey team. Into yeah, the old bad years. Uh, there, there's a little humble brag for both of us. We're, uh, I would, what is considered friends with the Olympic hockey coach. Thanks for coming. Um, the old Badgers, uh, they were playing Clarkson this weekend. Friday night was the epitome of if you don't break a girly, if you don't break a goalie early, you're not going to break them at all. Yeah. They lost four to zero Friday night, which uh, one thing that I have to say a big fuck you to Michigan and their hockey program um, due to my uh, insider knowledge with, with Why? the, well, Why? I'll get there. But why? Due to my uh, insider knowledge, uh, close and tight with the Wisconsin hockey locker room, Michigan played Clarkson last week and refused to send game tapes to Tony. Michigan. That That's a dickhead move. Michigan. Yeah, that sucks. Well, it, it just makes our conference not look that great when you don't have any tape on a team that no one ever really plays. Right. And then you go out and lose four to zero with, and they had 45 shots on goal and we still do you lost. Think, do you think that it had any effect that the Badgers were wearing their away jerseys and follow up question to that? What is Clarkson's primary colors? Um, they're green and white and yellow. So why the hell did Wisconsin? Why weren't they allowed to wear red? Okay, so I guess what happened is, uh, for those of you who didn't see or don't know, Wisconsin was forced to wear their red away jerseys, which I think can legitimately put a 
a, a little, or, you know, when you, you, when you're playing at home, you walk into the locker room, you know, you got a big series against a ranked team. You want to be wearing your sweaters that, you know you're belong- accustomed to wearing whether it whatever color it's your home jerseys yeah yeah so yeah. they they were not allowed to wear their whites because clarkson allegedly had their green sweaters were mit- misstitched or some shit or some of them got ruined and they don't have new ones in yet which i don't even see how it's possible that a rep would let them go a whole weekend without new jerseys um, but yeah, so Wisconsin had to wear red all weekend. They lost four to zero Friday night. Um, and which just stinks when you have 45 shots on goal in a college men's hockey game against a ranked team and don't score. Yeah. Uh, that hurts. Um, luckily uh, Friday or Saturday night, uh, they actually jumped to a three, one lead rather early in the game. They ended up winning four to three. Um, but it, it, it was tied late in the third just off a, uh, they had they pulled their goalie and scored a goal to tie it. Which, what can you do there? That's tough. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's that's kind of a crapshoot. But yeah, no, I get that. Um, and then luckily they kind of turned the puck over, and uh, Roman Ashan and uh, a freshman Owen Lindmark uh, tucked one in with 15 seconds left to give them the dub. Really, that's yeah. interesting. Um, what? Well, how did you see? So you, obviously you just talked about the Saturday game, but what do you think was like the biggest difference between the two? Like, what would you say? Um, well, now um, I, I know for a fact that Saturday morning they all got up and watched the tape from the night before since they finally got tape on them. Sure. Um, Clarkson, you know how we said last week that Duluth was big? Yeah. Clarkson had three players that were 6'8 or bigger. Oof, all right. Yeah, that's that's pretty tall. The average age of their team was 23 years old. So a lot of junior hockey prospects. A lot of old dudes and a lot of gigantic dudes. So yeah. um, I would say that we played a lot faster Saturday night. They weren't sure. caught flat-footed. Um, and just having tape on what they do off certain face-offs and how they wheel the puck around the zone, that changes everything. Wheel! 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 Yeah. Wheel! Classic hockey coach who doesn't know anything. Yeah, wheel the puck. Wheel the puck. Hey, get the puck. Get the puck in that. Get it in the net. Hey, get it. Get that puck deep. Get it in the net. Yeah. Let's talk, um, boys. Come on. Let's go. And I know that, uh, obviously, if you're still listening, that a lot of people know that Cole Caulfield uh, has uh, the ability to score, but – one thing that makes me nervous for Wisconsin, because he did score Friday or Saturday night. One yeah. thing that makes me nervous for Wisconsin is if he goes on, like when he scores, it clearly gets the whole team fucking fired up. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when anyone scores, obviously the team's going to get fired up. But when he scores, like there's just a different type of electricity in the building because people are so excited to come watch him. Um, another thing that I think played a little bit of a difference uh, between the two nights, well, he didn't play either night, but our uh, our first-line center, Alex Turcott, was out with uh, a sickness. Yeah. It wasn't a sickness, but I can't say. Um, Herpes? Herpes flare-up? Uh, no, that, that's always with you, that – no, it was not that. I can promise you. Cocaine addiction? Uh, no, it was nothing illegal. The team. Oh, just, okay, good. 
didn't want it out. Um, but so Friday night after you just started grooving um, in the weeks before with the lines that you have set and that you like, take your first line center out and you have to move people up. That changes a lot. Um, but what I was saying about Caulfield is what makes me nervous is if he gets into a little bit of a rut where he's not scoring, I'm yeah. nervous about what the energy is going to be like on the team. Because you said, like, when he scores, it's just something different, right? When he scores, it feels like the goddamn Cole Center is going to fall apart. Because it's so just, like, crazy, like he's just that good or what? Yeah, he – All right, I'm showing – we're looking at – I just got an update oh. for Carolina Hurricanes. They scored a – what was called a lacrosse goal, and it is something – that is There's a beauty. Is that, is that Andre Smechnikov? Andre Smechnikov. Hey, remember when he talked shit to Ovi last year in the playoffs and got knocked the fuck out? <laughs> yeah, that was funny. A little Russian on Russian crime. There you go. A little um, red menace. Anyways, yeah, Wisconsin, uh, a lot of it's just going to, uh, for them, the talents there, it's just going to, how do they carry momentum night to night is what I see. Oh, that's fair. I mean, that, I think that's any – college hockey team really like if you can if you can carry momentum that's a plus and like you said if you can't then you're gonna struggle so yeah um we can move on from them uh uh, we'll finish off the uh, hockey scores here uh ohio state won seven to two and three to one on friday saturday night against mercyhurst um not really any big surprise there ohio state is another one of these rather new programs in the country, a lot like Penn State. Their program is not that old, and they've proven that they don't need a lot of time to get good. Um, we, we'll probably end I up don't have playing. a lot to say about the Buckeyes. Uh, no, they, I, like you said, they played Mercy Hart or whatever, or Mercy Hurst, or who gives a shit. But um, obviously they they probably were expected to win that game. They're a good team. They have a good goalie, I think, if they still have um, – what the, what the hell is his name? Romeo? They still have Romeo. They'll be all right. Um, funny story. I have a story about Ohio State, but we can save that for uh, another another time for college hockey because it's pretty funny. All right. Um, all the tease for all of you that are not familiar with the business. Oh, the old teaser. How are you? Um we can move on. Well, we'll talk about our two schools, lady, ladies hockey programs uh, for what it seems like, like the 10th year in a row now. They're clearly the first and second best team in the country. Absolutely. Um, I The other night, not the other night, not this last weekend, but we didn't talk about it two weekends ago. Wisconsin ladies outshot a team 80 to 6 in one game. Who? I don't know, like New Jersey Institute of of That's that's terrible. Eighty eighty to six? Yeah, they had twelve goals. <laughs> that's like something that's like me playing like somebody on rookie on NHL. That's insane. Eighty to six? Eighty to six. I swear to God that's not a misinterpreted <laughs> Oh, come on. Like have some respect for yourself, the other team. Like, damn, son. And you know how in college hockey you usually have three healthy scratches a night? Yeah. They played all of their typical healthy scratches, and they all scored. 
Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Good for them. That's um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, no, I mean that's nuts and it's fun to watch. I always like that battle at the end of the year when Minnesota and Wisconsin more likely than not meet in the national title game or the game before yeah. it. Um, yeah. Wisconsin ladies are ten and zero. I believe the Gulfs are eight and zero or nine and zero. Uh, yeah, and they're playing this weekend. It's a big matchup in Minneapolis. Oh, yep. are you are you gonna go or not a chance? Um, no, I I mean football's on a bye, so I think if I do go, it'll be the Saturday game because I'm pretty sure that's in the afternoon. I think those are Friday, usually two two o'clock games. What? I, I most women's hockey on Saturdays are two o'clock games. Oh well, shit, two o'clock. That's even better. But um, yeah, I might end up. I might. I might sneak away, go to that game. Um, obviously, it'd be it's gonna be the best hockey like in the nation going on. Um, interesting though. You know, the only thing that'll keep me away is Halloween, of course. But um, no, I'll try to get a two o'clock game, game. You could probably get to. That's what I'm saying. You know, go to a two o'clock game, little matinee matchup, maybe get a few pink wits in you before, and then uh, see the cool thing. Cool thing that's really sweet about Minnesota women's games is that Ritter Arena. And Ritter is like, you can get right on the glass, man. Like, you can be banging on the glass and, like, yelling and shit. And it's it's a fun time. I do like Ritter a lot. Um, whereas Mariucci's cool, but you can't be right in the glass, which sucks. But I don't know. Ritter's fun. Women's, yeah. women's games are a lot of fun. They are a lot of fun. It's a lot of – well, not again. When it's Wisconsin uh, and Minnesota playing each other, there's actually not a lot of scoring because of how talented they are. But it's very fundamental hockey. They're they're disciplined and they don't turn the puck over a lot. It's a lot of zone time for one team, which that's not to say that the other team, you know, they're going to have very even numbers at the end of the game. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, by far, women's hockey I think has been organized. Uh, at least in Wisconsin for 20, 21 years now. And it's pretty tough to beat the Wisconsin-Minnesota matchup. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Um, okay, last thing about hockey, and then we're going to have to buzz through the NFL because I know we're going real long right now. Hockey. Hockey. Um, this is a really, really, really frustrating issue to me. Um, I guess m- – I didn't notice it until this year because Wisconsin men haven't been uh, ranked this high in a long time. So Ivy league hockey doesn't or isn't allowed to play their first games until three weeks into the season for men's and women's. Sure. So, So the women's season is a week ahead of the men's right now. Yeah. Both of their teams are ranked in the top five. Terrible. And their records are zero and zero. Stupid. Okay, so hear me out. Yeah. I completely get at the beginning of the year, they have to put out a ranking for everyone. So based off of basically just uh, basically just who you have on your roster. Yeah. And what you did last year. So I can see them being ranked fourth to start the year. Whatever. Sure. Yeah. Another weekend. No wins. Two weeks in, no wins. About to play their first games this coming weekend. Still no wins. Ranked fourth, haven't moved in the polls. How the fuck is that fair that they have proven nothing? And they're ranked yeah, that's that high. Incredibly dumb. Um, I th- Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I don't have – obviously, I don't have any answer for that. Um, but I agree that that is – 
that's just stupid. Why, like you said, how is that fair to a team? You're taking up somebody's spot, first of all. Yeah, and like, we'll just use like this. I, week, I don't know. We'll this use, week, like, Minnesota, for example, this week sure. they they lost two games, but they still have a better record than Duluth. But because of Cornell, they dropped out of the top twenty. Right. And, and there's teams that are more deserving than the Gophers, but obviously we're using that as an example just because that's the easiest thing to think of. But, no, I agree. They're taking away some one team's spot, and I think that's bullshit. And my solution potentially for it, okay, so be it. If they are that good and deserve to be fourth, after two weeks without playing, move them out of the top 20. And if yeah. they play a good team in the first week and shit stomp them two nights in a row, yeah, move them back up to fourth. Whatever. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Uh, see... Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I don't like it, but make them at least prove that they should be there. I agree. And last thing on Cornell, and then I have one more thing about the NCAA. Um, it's it is like it. It's in. It's kind of just dumb. Like, why would you have? Like you said, why are why are you hovering a team that again they're going off of what they did last year, which you can't take anything away from them. They had a great year, but O and O, like you haven't played anybody this year. How are you going to do that to a team? To a team that's maybe deserving to be in the top twenty. I mean, you can't you can't help that, you know. Oh, we got a tie ball game in Houston, folks. Well, Adam, Adam Eaton hit a three hundred and eighty foot exit velocity. 103 mile an hour home run. Thanks for coming. Adam's just eating on Verlander. Oh, how are you? Like that one? That was stupid. Oh, man. That was fun. That was a good one. That's a good one. I'm just kidding. That's a good one. I have one more thing about the NCAA today. The NCAA ruled unanimously that college players could begin to start making money off their name, image, likeness. Thoughts on that? I'm all here for that. I agree with that 1,000%. So we can end the fucking dog shit case that we need to be paid a salary of $40,000 a year on top of the free tuition, on top of the free clothes, on top of the free food, on top of being able to travel around the country for free. Oh, but it's our job. No, it's not your job. You're only allowed to practice 20 hours a week at the maximum for any sport. So you can shove that right up your hoop, I think. However, if... There, if the university is monetizing off individuals' names, then they should get a cut of their own name. Right, and that's that's the easiest thing. I've always said this. That's the easiest thing to do. Name and likeness. Let them make money. Anyways, that was weird. Um, name, image, likeness, easiest way to do it. Um, they can profit off their own name. You can. You also eliminate the issue with paying players evenly with Title IX, because everybody deserves equal rights. You get your. You can profit off your name, and that's that's what it is. So now video games can be made. You can sell your own shoes. You can make it. There was a case where a, a player for I want to say Colorado or maybe it was UCF, I don't know. Their punter had his own YouTube channel, and he couldn't get money from the ads because that would have been an NCAA violation. But now, because he can make money off himself, he can get money for the ads. So I think that's good, but whatever. Yeah, that, uh, I mean, it's 
I'm glad that they, it's not going to be put into action, I believe, until January of 2021. Um, I assume so they can eliminate all the loopholes to begin with. Um, I, I think this was a long time coming. I'm really okay. glad that they decided not to give players a base salary because that's what professional sports are for. Yep, I agree. Um, yeah, no, I think this got settled about as uh, good as it could have, uh, and that's all I have on it. Yep, no, I agree. We can leave it there. But I just wanted to hear what your comments were on that, and uh, yeah. Yeah, um, so we'll move on to our highly coveted, really stupid segment, Dad Joke of the Week. You got one? I, Of course I have one. Would you like to hear it? I, I, sh- I sure would. Okay, you ready? Everybody ready? Which U.S. state is famous? Wow. Okay, back up. Which U.S. state is famous for its extra small soft drinks? Just wait. Um, I wish we had some elevator music to cue in here so I could think about this. Uh, is it completely obvious? It's funny. I mean, it, it's a play on words, so I think you could get it. Oh, God. I have no idea. Minnesota! Jesus. <laughs> you get it? Marcus, do you get it? Because because Minnesota, like mini, like small, and then soda, but like soda, like mini sodas, so they're like small soft drinks. Do you get it? Holy shit, small soft drinks, buddy. You get it? That's <laughs> dude, that's that's a good one. That's the best one we've had so far. I think. No, I don't get it. That one uh that one flew right over my head. No, there you go. All right, ready for mine? Yeah. All right. Today, my son asked, can I have a bookmark? And I burst into tears, 11 years old, and he still doesn't know my name is Brian. (laughs) That must be one stupid fucking kid. funny <laughs> oh oh rendon hit rendon oh yes. Juan, Juan soto hit one into the third yes deck. oh holy shit it is now three to two in the top of the fifth uh washington yes. is winning yes. uh justin verlander is about to go and six in world series games that is bad for a pitcher who has literally accomplished and done everything an all timer and he's about to not ever potentially win a world series game interesting tidbit about Juan Soto younger than me also younger than Gliber Torres correct uh he just turned 21 last week which makes me feel like a worthless piece of shit um yeah uh talk about a kid who's i think going to be good for a long time it's swan soto not labor torres correct um all right well we are running uh, i'd say rather close to one of our longer episodes right now so we'll just cover the nfc north um this week for football sounds good how about we just hot here ready go down the line and i'll tell people if i cared about the game or not all right, Vikings 19, Redskins 9. 
Not surprised. Vikings won. All right. Seahawks 27, Falcons 20. Not surprised. Falcons suck. Here's one I would like to talk about. <laughs> Chargers 17, Bears 16. <laughs> Bears blew a field goal. Matt oh, Nagy going to be fired. My Boom. God, who's the bigger issue, Nagy or Trubisky? Uh, I think it's Matt Nagy because you know what? With not running the ball or passing when they need it, you know, to set up their field goal, that shows zero confidence in either the passing or the run game, and that just does not look good for a coach. And it makes absolutely no sense to not have confidence in the run game because Tariq Cohen and that uh, – is it Washington? Oh, Montgomery, yeah. They are more than capable to combine for at least 150 yards a game. Agreed. Um. I'd, I'm really surprised they didn't make a move today for a uh, quarterback. I'm surprised they didn't make a move for a wide receiver. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, I could see that. But uh, I'm surprised that they weren't going after Teddy Bridgewater, that they weren't going after Matt Ryan, that they weren't potentially even going after Eli Manning. Yeah, that's fair. No, that's that's fair, yeah. Um, Lions 31, Giants 26. Don't care. Jaguars 29, Jets 15. The Jets stink. The Jets fucking stink, dude. Yeah, they, that's right. That's right. Um, Rams 24, Bengals 10. Uh, the Bengals benched Andy Dalton. Uh, not surprised at all. I, I don't know if that's just to, to save face or what. I mean, um, I think it might be a little bit of both, but I I think they're hashtag tanking for Tua, so fuck yeah. it. Um, Titans twenty seven, Bucks twenty three. Surprised a little bit, only because the Titans kind of blow, but they're getting better. So yeah, the, the Titans ha- he's having a really good year in the backfield. Derrick Henry. Um, oh yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I think they'll be shopping for a new quarterback. I think Mariota's time is up, and I also believe that Jameis Winston is one of the worst quarterbacks in the league for the Bucks. <laughs> I think I said that last week that he needs yeah. glasses and he doesn't wear them. Yeah, you told me that, and I every time I think of because uh, I also need corrective lenses, and every time that I forget to wear them, I'm like, well, you know, at least I'm not Jameis Winston. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean. Jesus. Uh, That's that, probably why he stole the crab legs. He didn't have his contacts in. He's like, oh, I they, they're free. I don't see a price tag on them. <laughs> yeah. He's like, when I got caught with them, these weren't the biggest ones. Why didn't I get the biggest ones? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> All right. I uh, did throw up for an interception, honestly. This game surprised me a little bit. Eagles 31, Bills 13. Uh, the Bills are starting to look a little more like themselves, I guess. Uh, yeah. Josh Allen, I know. Uh, actually, he led the team in rushing, which is not good. Um, <laughs> he had 169 yards. Nice. Um, also, another comment. You know, 169 yards of rushing? No, passing. passing. No way. Passing, he had 169 yards. Hello? 169 yards of rushing, huh? No. Wow. No, he did not. Oh. He had 169 yards of passing. Okay, sorry. You froze up on me, and I was like, <laughs> oh, no, we're going to have to redo all of this. Oh, man, I would have been fucking mad. Um, yeah. 
One thing that I'd like to say about Josh Allen, and he got fined a shitload of money for it last week. Did you see him after he ran in for the touchdown? He, he threw the ball into the third deck. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he's got a cannon, bro. Oh, that, I, I mean, that, that's – he does have a cannon, but I just think that's hilarious that, yeah, here, let's see how far I can throw this ball. Just throws it, throws, throws it into the third deck there, bud. Throws it? Throws it. He threw uh, it. All right. Um, we'll move on. Uh, I believe this quarterback is going to be benched uh, this week as well. Not Jacoby Brissett, but the Colts 15, Broncos 13. Go Colts. Uh, yeah, they're – they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, they're going to win the AFC South, I bet. Yeah, I, I don't see – Did you hurt? I bet they do. Oh, that's one thing I want to talk about in a second, too. We'll get there. Um, Saints 31, Cardinals 9. Uh, everyone said, oh, don't play Drew Brees, don't play Drew Brees. Well, um, in case you forgot, Drew Brees is really good at football, 34 of 43, 375 yards and three tutters. Thanks for coming. Yeah, he's decent. And Latavius Murray had 102 on the ground. Latavius Murray? Uh, is, that, is that his name? Kyler Murray? No, no, no. The running back for the Saints. Alvin Kamara? No, he's out. Bro, what? I'm reading it right here. Alvin Kamara is out? He did not play last week. Damn. Yeah, no, he does. Latavius, Latavius does Murray. He does play for the Saints. You're right. I'm sorry. I thought he played for the uh I thought he played for the Niners. That's on me. He does not. Um bad guys. Speaking of the Niners, speaking of the Niners, they won uh fifty one to thirteen over the Panthers. Not really surprised there. Panthers, I think, also need a new quarterback. Um Cam Newton's uh clearly been rather figured out. Um had enough of him. He's um, not. Um, he's not playing though. Well, yeah, I know, but uh, I mean, they need a new quarterback. That's fair. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, and then Texans twenty-seven, Raiders twenty-four. The Raiders. Whoop. <coughs> um, I cannot describe enough how bad I feel for Jim. Let me be the first to issue a happy Halloween. Sorry, Raiders. I I could not feel worse for JJ Watt. I believe he's been in the league yeah. for nine years now, eight years now. <coughs> Sorry about that. And he has only played one full season. Yeah, that's sad. Um, I just, I, I wish, I wish he could stay healthy because he's one of the players where you just want to see them out and playing, and uh, it sucks, especially when it's an injury like that, um, a torn pectoral. That's not, it's not a great one to recover from. Um, so no. I hope, obviously, I hope he gets better soon because the NFL's yeah. better using it. He, uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, even though you hate when you have to play against him, the NFL is significantly better when that man is playing. He challenges people so much more than I think any other DN individually does. Um, I don't know. That sucks. Um, I heard a few – this is just far-out rumors because he's due for a new contract now. Yeah. After this year. 
and I heard potentially that he might have said to someone a year or so ago, or maybe if this situation came about where he gets hurt and that he probably won't get dished the contract he wants for the Texans. Yeah. I heard potentially the old boy might take the old hometown discount to come play for the pack. Oh, really? That would be fucking sweet. Can you imagine? Could you oh. imagine? Oh, my God. He would get literally paraded around everywhere. Oh, that would be awesome. He'd be breaking kids' bikes left and right. That would be great. I would absolutely love that. Uh, do, 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 do. Go, Pack, go. That's all you'd be hearing from us. Yeah, literally. Because the Packers would have J.J. Watt, and it would be over. Super Bowl, five years in a row. That that's a stretch. Um, we'll get to the pack. We'll get to the Packers in a second. Uh, another game I would kind of like to talk about, just because I think it's big time trouble in paradise. Uh, Patriots twenty seven, Browns thirteen. Oh, uh, Browns stink. I heard. I mean, it's not going to happen anymore. But I heard today that they were potentially going to move OBJ. Mm-hmm. They did clearly like it didn't happen, but that would have been interesting. That would have been really interesting. Um, I, I think we were all kind of caught up in the smoke and mirrors last year when Baker came in and finally won him a game. Um, and then he adds Jarvis Landry and OBJ. Uh, I think Baker's on the hot seat already. You're one of those people. I think that. The front office of the Browns is yeah. 75% to blame because Baker has no time in the pocket. Mm-hmm. I think Freddie Kitchens is 12.5% to blame. Yeah. And I think Baker Mayfield is 12.5% to blame. What a, what a math breakdown. Yeah, Jesus Christ, sign me up. That was, awesome. that, was that was pretty nice. Um. The reason I say Freddie Kitchens is, and part of his 12.5% should also go to the front office because he never was even a standalone coordinator anywhere, and now he's the head coach. And uh, who in their right mind would turn down seven figures? If you get offered that, you're going to take it. Yeah, no, I agree. And the thing is with him is, like you said, he's never been a coordinator shit. And now he's just thrown into a head coaching job. I just that doesn't make like any amount of sense to me. Yeah, so I think I think as much blame that can be put on him and the way he calls the game is just as much on, like I said, the front office for hiring him. Um, right. Uh, Patriots defense has now scored more defensive touchdowns than they've allowed. Um, that's only some shit that you'd hear from Alabama from like three years ago. Yeah. Fun fact. They would be 500 if their offense didn't score any points. Yeah. Um, and they would be now seven and one still if their offense allowed 27 points or more or defense allowed 27 points or more. Anyways, we'll move on to our boys. The Green Bay Packers. The frozen tundra. On the the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. They went out and they defeated the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead, Kansas City. 
Um, actually, we'll get to Raj in a second. Um, Matt Moore played a really nice game, I thought. Oh, for, yeah. For Kansas City, I, I thought he was rather phenomenal, actually. 24 or 36, 270 yards and two tutters. Um, the Chiefs really uh, – they were rolling until they gave up that uh, that fumble. That fumble was a bad one. Yeah. Um, that hurt, but not to take any credit away from the Packers, the two Smith brothers rushing on the outside are so fun to watch. Yes, absolutely. Their defense, I mean, their defense kind of sucks, but it doesn't. They're, uh, they're, they're fun to watch. Uh, another thing that was really, really, really fun to watch on Sunday was when Rodgers was rolling to the right and it looked like he was just going to throw the ball away. And out of nowhere was that. Was that Aaron Jones? Who no, the hell caught that ball? Jamal, that was Jamal Williams. That Jamal. was – wow. It was just unbelievable that he caught that ball. Yeah, and I would say right now, and for anyone that – especially analysts, and Rodgers said, by the way, Rodgers is 23 to 33, 305 yards, three touchdowns. Thanks for coming. Aaron Jones, <laughs> our running back. Had 160 yards receiving and two tutters. Should have had four, but they got called back. Um, But for all these analysts who said that Aaron Rodgers wasn't elite anymore because I feel like they're sick of seeing him be there, that was a big fucking mistake for them to say. I agree with that, yeah. Because Rodgers says he doesn't listen to the media, but you can't tell me right now he's on a big fuck you tour to say, hey, by the way, I'm still – better Good. than everyone else right yeah and you know I, that was one of those games where I think I think if the Chiefs are healthy we probably don't win it Patrick Mahomes is just electric but hey I mean you you play the teams you're given and another thing if you're not watching the Green Bay Packers at the Fox Bar and Grill what are you doing because the Fox Bar and Grill has weekly specials including wings and a Bloody Mary bar on Sunday. And you know what else they have? A good time. A good time, but also <laughs> Friday night fish fry. They have anything your heart desires. I could go on a fryer, really good food, great drinks, and a great time. So come out, out on Sundays and watch the Packers. And guess what else? Have a Bloody Mary and maybe some wings. Fox Barn Grill. Great times, great food, located in downtown Marshall, Wisconsin, right on Main Street. Classic. Um, one last thing about uh, what you said with Mahomes playing. I, I don't necessarily say that we don't win that game with Mahomes playing because you, sure. you could argue that our defense played a little bit down to Matt Moore's level. Okay. Um, I, I thought – I don't know. I, I think if Mahomes is playing, they go even harder. And that I, that's fair. Um, I do think though that Mahomes puts in a, brings in a whole different style of play. You know, Matt Moore is not going to run, so that's the one thing that I think is different. But yeah, yeah. No, that's a good point. Um, you play you play either up or down your competition normally, and oh, clearly oh. they play down to Matt Moore. But what are you going to do? Oh, by the way, uh, there's runners on second and third for the Astros. One out now. Tuve's at the dish. Oh boy. Um, so I guess we will see where that goes. 
Um, but I don't know if you caught the highlight last night. This is going to be my feel-good story. Oh, by the way, the Steelers won 27 over the Dolphins 14. Um, Steelers are really making a dumpster fire of a season into a little bit of something. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, TJ Watt, another kid that I wish the Packers wouldn't have passed up on in the draft because he is a menace. He is a yeah, menace. Shit. Um, uh, my, my feel good story of the week. Uh, it's really no one defeating cancer, no one surviving some un like believable story. Uh, it's really a shout out to Bud Light, and this is not an ad, it's just cool that they did this. So, dude, last night at the World Series. Got fucking drilled with a home run ball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he got drilled with a home run ball. Altuve struck out, by the way. And oh, man, okay. for those of you who didn't see it, and then we'll wrap this up, he was double fisting tall boys, and a home run gets hit right at him, and he takes it off the fucking chest like Happy Gilmore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so Bud Light reached out to him last night. or No, I guess it was two nights ago. It was two nights yeah. ago in D.C., so they reached out to him, and they flew him to the game tonight for sponsoring the brand so well because he didn't drop the beers. Oh, my God. So they flew him from D.C. to Houston just because he took a, <laughs> he took a baseball off the chest that was going 100, oh. 105 miles <laughs> you an hour. That show. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, so I, good for that guy. Um, he didn't give a, a response that I've seen yet. Oh, speaking of that game the other night. We got to see some titties. Yeah, that's facts. They got kicked. They got suspended from every major league stadium ever. Indefinitely. Forever. Yeah. Um, but speaking of that guy, I didn't get to hear if he had an interview or anything. I don't know if you have seen anything. But and, I uh, really, really, really hope he screamed out, only 364 days until next year's hockey tryouts. <laughs> that would have been awesome. I feel like somebody would have that on video, though, like, Oh, yeah. but That's awesome. That's hilarious. So, hey, good for him. Held on to the beers, took one off the chest. Nothing wrong with that. Well, I mean, I'm trying to think, you know, beers at professional stadiums, those are probably like $12 beers. So, he's like 24. And in the World Series. Yeah, I know. $24 worth of beer in your hands versus a ball that someone's probably going to try and tackle you for anyways. Mm, yeah. I'll, t- I'll take the beer. That's fair. Take it right off the stomach and hope you don't get any internal bleeding, I guess. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. That wraps up, I believe, it is episode <laughs> nine of Big Ten Thoughts. Um, this was a long one. Oh. Sorry. Uh, what happened? Strasburg got out of it. Oh, let's go, Nance. Um, this wraps up Big Ten Thoughts for episode nine, week nine. Uh, doesn't seem like it's been that long already which is cool. I think that means it's going all right. Yeah, Um, I'd say so. I'm Beef. That's SFK. And how do you spell B1G thoughts, otherwise known as Big Ten Thoughts? That would be a little bit of of spooky season. It's spooky season, so we're going to change it up a little bit. Uh, It's T-H-O-U-G-H-T-S. Not thoughts, like a not a thought, but more of a thought, like a thought in your head, like a spooky thought, because it's Halloween. <laughs> Enjoy Halloween, kids. Be safe, and we'll see you next week. Ooh, 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 All right.
Jesus Christ. So that's Big Ten Dodd's sea of oaks. 